dreams did Joe Biden imagine last night or any political pundit out there nobody was predicting this no nope. nobody where we go from here nobody's quite sure either but well maybe Gary Dietrich is Gary is a nonpartisan political analyst with i3 inspire inform involved you can follow him on the Twitter machine at GaryDietrich.com, or we'll have the links at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Gary, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, good to be with you guys. So many morning afters in the election, but I don't think we've seen one quite this surprising in some time, guys. I think you're onto something here, no doubt. And by the way, I just want to say, hats off to Michael Bloomberg. It was only, my estimation right now, currently about $50 million per delegate is hmm. what we're looking at. Nine delegates so far, roughly half a billion dollars. People... Do the math. He's got to be on a plane to American Samoa right now where they love him. Well, it's about the only place they want anything to do with I him. I mean, that's pretty exciting. And by the way, uh, importantly, he was hoping to at least get over the top, the 15% threshold in California. I checked the numbers this morning, 14.7. Oof. So he may to get zero out of the Golden State, too, which he put tremendous resources into. So him being viable actually uh, helps Biden and hurts Bernie, though. Um, so the, 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 there's a couple of things... Biden had a huge night, right? Nobody expected this. Bernie had a bad night. Bernie's not, Bernie was held up by early voting and Bloomberg being in the race, neither of which are a good idea, in my opinion. You shouldn't have the early voting, or you shouldn't vote early, is the other way around. Wait till you have all the information. Because the people that showed up with all the information last night, they went for Biden all across the country. And you get Bloomberg out of the race. I know it's always hard to predict where somebody's votes will go. But it's hard to believe many Bloomberg voters are going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Oh, and he's bashing billionaires every other sentence? Probably not. And and I think right now... So Bernie was propped up by a couple of weird things, and he still had a horrible night. It, it was... I mean, that wasn't Biden just trying to pass the fifth grade geography test. He was just going off. I mean, the number of states he won, especially guys' key states, that he was not expected to win. He Te- never visited them and had zero... People on the ground there. That's incredible. I mean, to win Massachusetts, that was a real shocker. To win Minnesota, I mean, was a shocker. To win Texas. Now, I got to say, whoever stage handled the last 72 hours of Biden campaign, you got to give it to them. I mean, bringing Klobuchar down to Texas and bringing Pete down to Texas, doing it all in Texas. Having Beto sweep up the stage when it was all <laughs> yeah, over. There you go. Got, got it all done. And and, and he, there is something else. We talk a lot about how endorsements don't mean anything. Well, in the last week, endorsements have meant something. Oh, yeah, something. absolutely. And this, so They've there are exceptions huge. to every rule. And Jim Clyburn in South Carolina, everybody agrees. He set the tone, set the stage. He's quite the cue giver, apparently, in that part of the world, not just in South Carolina, especially for the black vote. People don't know him, a prominent member of the U.S. House. He'll put him over the top of that huge margin of South Carolina. And that, there's no doubt that the Beto 
Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg announcements in Texas made a difference. How worried behind the scenes were the heavyweights of the Democratic Party when Bernie was surging toward the lead? I mean, were they concerned or were they completely freaked out? Is apoplectic too strong a term? <laughs> I, I don't think it is. Well, I, I think there was general consensus, and you heard this all over. Uh, you know, he had voices doing it publicly. He had a lot of people doing it privately. You had James Carville just about almost literally having a heart attack. on. Like, what are we doing around here? You know, uh, I, I think that there was genuine concern, Joe. And, you know, was there some giant, uh, you know, DNC conspiracy uh, last night? No, but certainly the coalescing around Joe Biden happened. Well, you know, there's there's a lot about the Bernie movement that I find adolescent, and if that's insulting, it's supposed to be. It's just it's unicorn riding ridiculousness, and the idea that the Democratic Party has to keep their hands off and just uh, you know just let uh, play out what's going to play out and the rest of it. What what color is the sky in your world? It's a giant political party that has number one, it has a platform. It has, you know, millions of people around the country, and they're allowed to desire a certain outcome. And they're allowed to maneuver that outcome into being. That's what politics is. This this notion that I think is about to go away, that we just all step back and see what happens, is crazy. Political parties are private organizations that have goals. And the Democratic Party sees Bernie and sees the party falling apart, which is not one of their goals. I wouldn't think so. As much anti-Trump sentiment as there is out there, I wouldn't think so at all. Uh, Jack, to your point about early voting, I think this is going to cause a lot of people to rethink. I mean, just take California, three million early votes. Three million. Was that what it ended up yes, being? That, that's, that is that's crazy. a lot. And, you know, and, and, and so most of those people voted when Biden had zero chance. I mean, it really, you were like, I don't know what you were doing if you cast a vote for Joe Biden a week ago. Well, how about, what, were how, you, what were you trying to accomplish? You how about a month the right ago? thing to do, or a month ago, right? It's just there was no point in it. And right. as of last night, it was the smart thing to do if you're a Democrat. So you're right; it just it doesn't work. Well, and especially given the fact that electability seems to be the number one issue among Democrats these days, the idea of voting early is just dumb. Well, and you know, the idea is to broaden the electorate, right? Expand the electorate. And what I've encouraged people to do is look: if you you know you're going to be pressed, you're going to be out of country. Okay, I get all that. That's sure, fine. Sure. Uh, but apart from that, even if you want to fill out your ballot early, but hang on to it, yeah. right? Hang right. on to it and drop it in the mail just a day or two beforehand because you never know. And in fact, there were some registrar voters saying, yeah, okay, listen, if you've changed your mind, because this is a big deal, right? I've changed my mind now. What do I do? My ballot's already filled out. You can either go get a brand new one or some registrars were even saying, look, we'll take it. Put an X through it, but circle the bubble you really want and we will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my wife actually worked the polls in California yesterday as a volunteer. There you go. And uh, she said the number of people showing up saying, um, I already cast my ballot, but I've changed my mind. Wow. Was, uh, there were several. Yeah, now that's a problem. People need to know going forward, once you've... Did, they, did you did you numb nuts not know <laughs> okay. Bernie was a communist until three days ago? Well, what the hell? Well, never mind that. How about the idea of, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we'll paw through the 20 million votes cast and find yours and swap it out for your new one. <laughs> what? Well, but you got to do that spelling test if you forgot that you'd put the test in it. But I forgot put to the put word my name on the paper. The right order. <laughs> right. No, yeah. we, did, we did get texts from people that were like, uh, you know, I was for Pete, and he got out. I didn't know he was going to get out but geez wait wait well, that's till why you end. wait yeah the way dang it well we've all learned a lesson that we will instantly forget and we'll repeat this conversation for you so 
nobody, the math doesn't seem to work for anybody getting the number you got to hit to automatically get it. So if they show up in Milwaukee because for, for the those, convention. Those not following it like us, the delegate count is actually very, very close right now between Bernie and Joe. About Sorry, 60 separating it right now, something like that. But if Biden goes in with the lead, he's got a way better argument, doesn't he? Well, he does. I heard you on the way in, Jack, talking about the number of states, the diversity of states, and importantly, the states that could be swing states. That's going to be key. Yeah, Bernie winning California, who cares? It doesn't make a difference. Whoever your nominee is is going to win California. And by the way, we're talking around 750 of these superdelegates that are going to get to vote on the second uh Second vote, if they, they don't get to vote the fir- on the first ballot if there's a contested convention, but the second one they kick in. And you got to believe most of those are going to go for Biden. What are the, the next big states to vote? What do we start paying attention Michigan's to Michigan's a big deal. Well, and, and two weeks you have Florida, and that will be huge. Because, of course, it's not only big in terms of delegate count, but it's really big in the fall. How can Bernie go into Florida with his Castro talk? He's going to get murdered. Oh, God. Electorally speaking. I abhor violence. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, Gary, no, we appreciate you coming by. Wouldn't you agree, though? I think Biden's going to win huge. Oh, I, I think especially with the controversy over Florida uh, right. for, for uh, Sanders, it makes it tough. My pleasure, Jack. Always good to do it yeah. in the mornings after. We know you're busy. Lots lots going on. We have. I'm sure we'll be talking between now and November. Oh, okay. you, can, you can open the door and walk out. Go get like. her done. We have more to say. Yeah. You have to go across the street, right? Go yeah. ahead. See you, Gary. Thanks, um, man. Uh, yeah, I forgot. But the Florida thing, that'll be fun to watch. That'll be fun to watch Bernie and Biden in Florida. Yes. <laughs> you're going to hear the word Castro more than you're going to hear the word Florida. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and Joe Biden's uh, fairly young by Florida standards, so that won't be a knock against him. <laughs> so uh, I read a good article from Jonah Goldberg, which was in the L.A. Times yesterday. I should have read it yesterday about uh, early voting in California and why it's a bad idea. Mm. And part of it is just the whole lowering the bar thing. Um, why are, what is the argument for the whole lowering the bar to make it easier to vote? One of, uh, more inclusive, more people involved. One of the best rhetorical ways to, 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 to attack an argument is the, you take things to extremes. What's that called? That's a technique. Reductio ad absurdum is yeah, the, yeah. the phrase that my yeah. public speaking if you wanted to make it Speak in Latin like a uh, Latino. Reducing the argument to the absurd. If you wanted to make voting super easy... You'd make it so people could text it in. Does mm-hmm. anybody think that would be a good idea? No. That we would have a better democracy if everybody could just text in their vote? I kind of do, but I don't, I'm not firm <laughs> on that belief. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, making it easier, we're, we're ending up with more people who have less of an idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see people showing up at the polls saying, can I have my ballot back? Yeah. And that's all you need to know. Yeah, we have it right here, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> the Best argument against democracy is to spend five minutes with the average voter. Winston Churchill, he beat back the Nazis. He knows better than you do, my friends. Hey, I did want to hit a little on people waiting ridiculously long in lines various places. Did you? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. we got people waiting two hours, four hours, five hours in line. Yeah, nice. That's crazy. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There is your projected winner in American Samoa, the former mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg. Yes, Bloomberg has won American Samoa.
baseball, the first straight in, he's going to roll. He's going to roll across this country. Breaking from news. East Coast to West. Oh, breaking news. The little man from Manhattan is going to be our next president of the United States. Breaking news, no more Jack. 16 ounce Cokes from Bob the signing sheet. Begging you what? to be quiet. What? In a charisma-free statement, Michael Bloomberg <laughs> has announced that he is withdrawing from the race. He's out. He's suspending his campaign. Bye-bye. Give me Samoa. No Moa. <laughs> wow. Something wow. of Bloomberg, who spent probably three-quarters of a billion dollars, is now out saying, I've always believed that defeating Donald Trump starts with uniting behind the candidate with the best shot to do it. After yesterday's vote, it's clear that the candidate is my friend and a great American, Joe Biden, said Bloomberg (laughs) in a riveting statement that brought the crowd to their heinies. (laughs) First the mocking and then uh, something else. Uh, I'll reread this from the dispatch just because I thought it was so darn good about Michael Bloomberg. Um, and, and the results, uh, he's already well, out. When, when he lost horse-faced lesbians, to me, he just didn't have a chance. <laughs> That's hilarious. Horse-faced lesbians. That's hilarious. Um, the the idea that he spent a half a billion dollars and all he got was humiliated on the national stage in two debates. <laughs> Relitigate your sexual harassment suits from 30 years ago. Right. Oh, that's right! For people who'd forgotten you. And change the way people will look at you for the rest of your life, coast to coast. That's what he got for half a billion dollars. Oh, and American Samoa. Well, putting aside the concern of, of money buying politics or whatever, he built an astounding organization. Very quickly, he had tons of people paying tons of money for it. I mean, it was an incredible organization, and he got nothing out of it. That is the sort of humiliation that will chase a man to the grave. Well, what did Gary Dietrich tell us, remember, a couple of weeks ago about Bloomberg in California? He had 800 offices or something like that. It I mean, was an just, astonishing yeah. number, yeah. And, and, and um, when Politico reported shortly after Bloomberg got in that he was paying people one and a half, two times what anybody ever pays people to work. He was hiring ten times as many people as anybody's ever hired in various states. All, and all the talent stuff. was flocking to him, yeah. He obviously bought more ads than anybody's ever even considered buying before. And uh, so I, I take that as good news. I'll always remember, we had Dick Morris in studio. Dick Morris was one of the campaign advisors for... Bill Clinton, way back in the First day. time around, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're going... come back ahead, what do you want? We're going way back to 92, but we had Dick Morrison's studio one time, and he said, if you've got the right person and the right message, heaven and hell can't stop you. That's what works. It just... You can, you know, you can fight against that with more money and ads and offices and stuff like that, but really, it's just... The person and the message breaks through in a way. B- Biden won, whatever the message is, and I think the message is as simple as... I'm the guy that can beat Trump. He won in states yesterday. He hadn't visited it at all, right. and he had zero people working on the ground. Bloomberg, and had and had no ads in the air. Bloomberg spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. He had people walking up and down every street in the state and got nothing for it. you got to have the right message or it just doesn't make any difference. Well, I think that's absolutely true. I think the opposite is much more important when you're talking about Bloomberg. If you have a bad candidate with a muddled message, no amount of money can right. can help you. So and, I can teach anybody to be a farmer. And, and if you are, <laughs> from the point of view of Joe Biden, 
even if you're a mediocre candidate with a muddled message, if you're running against a terrifying lunatic, that's going to help you a lot. <laughs> you're talking about Bernie. One Bernard Sanders. What happened? Bernard Sanders. Bernard Sanders. <laughs> that clip is funny for some I reason. I love it. Um, it it's better every time. Oh, I know it. <laughs> to Bloomberg's defense, um, he, like... Like everyone else, nobody expected Biden to be resurgent, and he thought, Biden's dead in the water, Bernie's going to end up the nominee, I'm going to try to stop that. That that was not an unreasonable gambit uh, on his part, and nobody saw the Biden resurgent coming, even four days ago nobody saw it coming. Yeah, yeah, but that's, to me that's mostly an indictment of the, the political yabber, yammerers. Yammerers. The idea that Biden was down or out. Most people hadn't voted yet. And listen, I don't buy the whole Iowa and New Hampshire too white thing. I just, I despise this pitting each other by race. Um, but evidently, they're a little whacked. I mean, your Iowa Democrats in the caucus process in New Hampshire. I mean, the, the other states are going wildly in a different direction. I, I wonder how much of the Bernie Oppo research that came out the last couple of weeks post Iowa and New Hampshire made a difference. I'd like to think that it was important. The the Donahue clip that was flying all around the internet on socia- social media where right. he says I'm not a capitalist. Right. The, the, I don't believe in the profit motive. The 60 Minutes thing was definitely huge. I don't know how huge, but it's mm. the number one news show in America in which he said oh sure, Castro taught people to read. And everybody felt like, well, what? Yeah. Um, you scratch the surface. Bernie's good at speechifying the whole uh, millionaires and billionaires and the common people and I'm going give, to give you money and and make drug prices come down. All that stuff is very appealing. It is. It's skillful. But if you scratch the surface, you go a half inch under the surface with Bernie, you get a, a, a scary guy who shouldn't be in charge of anything. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Breaking political news in a moment, but first this about the coronavirus. Asking on a wider question about the coronavirus, are you worried as a team, as a club, about the spread of it or how it might affect you? Look, what I don't like in life is that um, a very serious thing, a football manager's opinion is important. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. It, it, it can could ask you. You are exactly the same role than I am. So, and it's not important what famous people, what famous people say. No, you have to. We have to speak about the things in the right manner, not people with no knowledge, like me, talking about something. People with knowledge should talk about it and should tell the people do this, do that, do this, and everything will be fine or not. Okay, so we I'm need we need more of this in the world. That's a well known. I don't follow soccer, but that's a well known. Famous soccer coach, ask him about the coronavirus. Why are you asking me? I don't know. I like, I like how he brings it home with this. So I'm not football managers. I don't understand that. Politics, coronavirus. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, have a bad shape. <laughs> I wear a baseball cap and have a bad shave. Why are you asking me about these questions? <laughs> Why don't I ask you? I That's that. a pretty good question. <laughs> how refreshing it would be to hear... Listen, I'm an actor. I'm barely acquainted with these issues. I, uh, I have strong ab- or I have strong opinions. I watch cable news all day long, but I'm just one person. I don't have any more insight than anybody else. Right. You find another viewer, they'll say something different. So here's your kind of breaking news. About 20 minutes ago, Michael Bloomberg got out, and he didn't really have any choice. 
Which headline do you like better? I've been, I've been working on this, Jack. Uh, uh, the Bloomberg is off the rose. That's pretty good. Or Bloomberg sees iceberg dead ahead. That one's a little wordier. I think you I kind of was a leafy. I think you got to go with the first one. So uh, he vowed he would spend a billion dollars at least to defeat Donald Trump, whether it was him as the candidate or someone else. Yeah. And it's believed he will continue to spend like a madman just now on, I assume, Joe Biden. Who is your nominee? CNN had a hilarious conversation while I was in the lunchroom about how campaign finance finance laws don't allow Bloomberg to spend uh, the kind of money that he's talking about to support another candidate. Oh my! What are you? Who? What kind of children are you? Or who, who is that? For? I don't know. You child. He forms you <laughs> child. You child. Have you watched previous elections in which billionaires pick a candidate and back them with gazillions of dollars? You form a pack, a political action committee. You don't coordinate <laughs> with the candidate. And you run zillions of dollars worth of ads and send, you know, thousands of people out uh, to the fruited plain to drag people out of their homes to vote. You just can't <laughs> coordinate with the candidate. <laughs> so let's not pretend that. Why? Uh, so on CNN, the anchor at uh, actually she was the expert, so they had a couple experts on. What is uh, Bloomberg's ability to to have an impact on the race? Well. Uh, she, he can only donate the maximum of $5,300 during a, an election cycle. Well, so never he mind. Won't have mu- oh, okay. Well, then I guess his billions of dollars won't matter. Unplug Ooh, CNN. Oh, no kidding. Freaking unplug the channel. I, I like the First Amendment. I'm a big <laughs> fan. But it's time for the government to step in. I think billionaires became billionaires by following rules. Well, the <laughs> rules are written by the billionaires, and they're a joke. Right. It's like a buddy of mine said, Major Leaguer. He said, the steroid tests are not a drug test, they're an intelligence test. If you can't figure out when the tests are coming and how to beat them, you're too dumb to play ball. So, um, two things that I have believed for... Oh, i got to do this. I'm looking at you, A-Rod. i got <laughs> to do this, Tease. A man brought a llama to his sister's wedding, delighting everyone but the bride. No. Oh. Details to come. She didn't want a llama? Um, uh, two things that I've been saying uh, for 15 years uh, are weren't true in the past week. But, you know, such is the state of modern politics. Things are coming and going. State of modern everything. Media, um, whatever. Endorsements haven't mattered for years. And people have been acting like they do, and they didn't. They just didn't. Ted Kennedy has decided to endorse. John Kerry hasn't. No, it didn't. It didn't. Nobody cared. But there were a couple endorsements in the last several days that clearly moved the needle. Were huge in helping Joe Biden. Uh, in South Carolina, um, there's just no getting around that. And then the other one is that debates don't matter. Bloomberg spent all that money. He jumped to 20% in the polls nationally. He went on the debate stage, and everybody said, oh, never mind. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Yeah. Well, why do endorsements matter now? I think I know the answer this time. It's because Bernie running ahead of the pack was so terrifying for Democrats. And, and you know, frankly, conservatives, too. I mean, the, the guy's just he's beyond the pale. But it was so terrifying. The one thing everybody wanted to know was, who are we all getting behind? Because we got to get behind somebody. It mattered. I mean, people talk about Trump. But, you know, Trump, for all of his, his personal quirks, and he can be obnoxious and the rest of it, The policies he was pitching were not crazy. The mainstream media tried to convince you they were, but they really weren't. But Bernie's pitching crazy. 
I mean, his brand is crazy, really, by you know the American standards. And so people were desperate. Who? Who's going to stop him? Who? And so endorsements suddenly took on more meaning. You, you're going to endorse, you know, Dick Gephardt over Tim Pawlenty to you know cite a couple of names from past campaigns. I believe Tim is the hope for America. It, that doesn't matter. But in this context, I think it matters. I think endorsements could go back to not mattering easily in four years. We'll have to see. It's also the uh, the way they endorse. And I don't know if you know how many people listening right now paid any attention to this stuff because of democratic politics, and you might not be into it at all. But um, uh, Representative Clyburn's endorsement of of Joe Biden in South Carolina was as heartfelt and personal as anything you ever see. It wasn't your typical, obviously phony, you two don't even like each other sort of endorsement. Mm. At all. It was about how they've known each other forever and their family. And his wife died and Joe was there. And when Joe's wife died, I mean, it was some stuff. And same with Pete the other day. So they were they were different qualities of endorsements. But anyway. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, breaking news, Michael. Oh breaking boy. news. Oh, no. Breaking news. Where's Elizabeth Warren get out? That's the next question. Elizabeth Warren is reassessing her campaign. Oh, she right. is reassessing. You know, she ought to reassess those damn long sweaters. Find a new outfit. Nobody likes the sweaters. Where did she finish in her home state of Massachusetts? Did she end up in third or fourth? Second, I believe. She ended up in second? I, I do believe so, yeah. She end, I know she finished third among women. <sighs> Woof. Which, jeez. You gotta win your own dang state. First among horse-faced lesbians, though. Horse-faced lesbians. Oh, Jack, I take it back. Uh, indeed, third. Yeah, third she, in Massachusetts. She finished third in her own state. You can't, with any dignity, go forward running for president when you finish third in your own state. Well, she's got to be sweating her re-election yeah. to the Senate a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Jiminy. You talk about you could have kept your head down and continued to be an influential senator. Now you've humiliated yourself. And those are probably Bernie votes. Again, the science is not perfect on that, but those are probably Bernie votes. If you know. are the quote-unquote establishment, don't you want her to stay in as long as you as she can? Oh, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. be kind of a Bernie yep, blocker? Absolutely. Bernie and Joe combined got three and a half times as many votes as she did in her home state. That's just devastating. That is a pantsing. That is a yoga pantsing. Terrible. What was so? That? A, what was that thing there? Was that a play on words? Or I tell you what, this is dead serious, my friend. Home security. A word from our our sponsors at Simply Safe. Then back into the uh, the hijinks. There's the traditional way to get a security system going. You wait for weeks for the tech to show up. They do a messy installation, drill a bunch of holes, cost a small fortune. Or there's another way. Simply Safe. Two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. This is home security done right. Yeah, you want to sleep better at night knowing you got these cameras and doorbell alerts and all that sort of stuff about anyone approaching your home. And you install it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour. Tops, you can do it. It's not hard at all. 50 cents a day, so not expensive. And no contracts. Most of these other systems, you're locked in for a year or more maybe. And what if you don't like it? The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Period. Check it out. You'll get free shipping, 60-day risk-free trialers, no risk whatsoever, by going to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. It's simply with two I's, not a Y, an I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Do it today. Check it out. It's cool. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. All right, so the humiliation of Liz Warren, we've covered that <laughs> fairly 
See, we've Thoroughly. humiliated Michael Bloomberg, humiliated Liz Warren. I think we can move on to other fair. Well, I've been amazed at the number of people coming out uh, making pleas for her in recent days. She's patently dishonest. But I guess they wanted a progressive, but know that Bernie's a borderline communist and, and scary. So I think the coalescing behind Biden will now be complete. I, I had a terrible thought in the lunchroom. Came to me, I was getting a little caffeine juice. Came to me, I didn't consciously think this, it just popped into my head. Biden is clearly the nominee, unless he has a terrible health problem. He's a healthy old fella. But we're talking about, okay, I'm going to bet this near 80-year-old doesn't have any health problems in the next eight months. He's been read his last rites twice by a priest as he is a devout Catholic. Yeah. Uh, One for an aneurysm and one for heart thing? I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe Biden, for instance, uh, didn't visit Tennessee. He won Tennessee. Bloomberg spent six point three million dollars there. Biden didn't even go there. Wow! And uh, and Biden won. So I go to Tennessee every time I have half an excuse. But yeah, yeah he beat Bernie by a drum and the, like a drum rather. The other interesting with he- a drum. The other interesting headline is how Biden has increased turnout. Not not Bernie and the young crowd and this new revolution and everything like that. No. Joe freaking Biden doubled the turnout in Virginia. And won the state handily. Yep. yep. That's really interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. And final note, then we really ought to take a break, but I uh, heard this earlier this morning. 50% of voters in Virginia, and, you know, a, a bulk, uh, the bulk of the population of Virginia surrounds D.C. It's pretty politically aware, pretty politically involved, upscale, the rest of it. 50% of voters decided at the last minute who they were voting for. The last I, I minute. I don't get that. The punditry of the last two years has been wasted breath. <laughs> I mean, I'm here to admit it. Somebody, please, if in four years we're employed, please remind me of that. God, I wasted my own breath, and you only get a limited number. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. An Ohio man is attempting to break a world record by drinking only beer during Lent. If you're wondering what he's giving up, I'm guessing custody? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that took a dark turn. Seth Myers and David Spade are the two best out there right now. Yeah. And they both got the super snark going. I'm in constant awe of just their joke writing craft. Yeah. Like the, the way they form jokes is so good. So short. Not a wasted word. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> so a couple of coronavirus updates for you. Yeah, and then I've got a great challenge for our executive producer. Why newspapers are as dead as you thought they were. Oh, boy. And uh, Oh, boy. And something else. Do you want to do that now, or it's up to you? Because the coronavirus is still going to be here when you're done. That's part of the update. Uh, Well, the death of newspapers thing was just, I was just looking at the USA Today, and on the front page, it's talking, um, their number one thing to look for. Is this today's paper? Yeah, it's Wednesday's paper. It's uh, number one thing to look for. Can Sanders start wrapping this up? So that's Mm. why newspapers don't really work as an information... An information. They're still talking about Bloomberg, top of the fold, front page of the USA Today. Wow, he's no longer in the race. That's, right? 
Yeah, and they have. There's nothing they can do about it. It's a technological limit a limitation. And but. life may have been better, honestly, when you found out a day later what happened, or two but, days later. But, it's fine. We'll all be fine. Let's go about our business. But that's tough. Nobody's going to grab this out of the newspaper machine to see about Bloomberg's chances. I wonder. Hey, honey, do you have a quarter? I I want to see what they think about Bloomberg's chances. No. Yeah, yes, kids. You used to be able to buy websites for a quarter out of machines on street corners. <laughs> that's right. And they trusted you to just take. Take one, because everybody was decent, would only take one. And here's what I've challenged our executive producer, Hanson, with, and so he's going back through the logs, because you were just saying, somebody needs to punch you in the face or whatever, if we're talking about this two years early next time around, given the fact that so much has happened, and what was the point of that, and, you know, this and that. Right. Uh, Guessing in polls. I I want Hanson to find a segment of, like, a year and a half ago. Or two years ago, <laughs> oh, I was no. looking at a poll. See, Kamala oh, Harris no. is ahead of Joe Biden. Oh, no. you see, this, so why would you do that? <laughs> this one's an average of all the polls, so this one's really good. Why <laughs> I want to punish us. I want to punish us so we remember. How will we learn? We're not punished. <laughs> exactly. Man, every day's a humiliation to me. That, this is going to be extra bad. <laughs> what wow. the, God, I want to hear us talking about Beto. Now that Beto's in. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure I was dismissive of Beto from the beginning. (laughs) All right. Oh, boy. 119 people are quarantined in a brothel in Spain because of the coronavirus. (laughs) They're all quarantined in La Selva Negra brothel. Um, Is prostitution legal in Spain? It would seem to be, yeah. I don't, I don't know much about Spanish prostitution. You don't? Just that it's no bueno. Not fooling me. Um, that it's was no bueno. Authorities <laughs> found that a woman working at La Selva Negro, uh, which is the black something or other, right? What's a Selva? Spell, is, if that's me, a lady part, just just wave me off. S E L V A. Uh, one of the, the the working gals there tested positive for coronavirus. Jungle. The that, black jungle. The black jungle. Welcome to the jungle. One of the hoes having <laughs> play cor- that over and over again. <laughs> one of the hoes having coronavirus is the least of your concerns. <laughs> well, it's a concern. You're going to get over that particular disease. She gives you a lot faster than the other ones. The findings forced authorities to quarantine the premises and the 86 customers that were inside. The employee who is now hospitalized. 90 customers. That's a big brothel. Bad news for the husband who was just trying to sneak a quick peek after work one day. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. But the employee who is now in the hospital had, quote, slept with several clients that same night. How much sleep does this gal need? She must be very tired. Wait, I'm sorry. The control room was talking to me. Good Lord. Really? (laughs) Really? That's disgusting. Really? In addition to the customers, the owners, uh, the club's owners, waitresses, security, and cleaning crew were also quarantined. Uh, it makes 119 people. They've been asked to keep calm and just live a normal life inside the premises. Maybe easier for some of the patrons than they'd like to admit. For all those guys who told their wives they were going to a wine tasting with their buddies and instead went to the brothel. The news may be worse than coronavirus. You are busted. You are so busted. And how long do they have to stay at the brothel? Uh, probably a couple of weeks. That's, wow. That's the oh, wow. Plus, um, I like this this lead from uh, Zero Hedge. Um, you've got booze. You've likely got a small buffet of fried foods. And you've got <laughs> entertainment. I mean, <laughs> brothel food for two weeks. Well, that's you know what that is? Positive, Sean? It's God punishing people for their sins. He works in mysterious ways, I've been told. <laughs> right. 
You want to feel less bad about yourself? I will read this text. I'm talking about Joe specifically, not you, the listener. And I'm not. I'm not sure we can do anything for you. Okay. Um. Uh, you guys called it. Chris Matthews was pushed out, but she follows this up with. Also, I'm in chemo, and you guys have been helping me get through my days with laughter, life stories, and trivial topics. Thanks for being there. Smiley face emoji. Oh, big hug. Fan from day one. P.S. I actually put this on my to-do list to text you this morning. Thank you. Thanks for taking a minute. That's sweet. It makes this seem a little less ridiculous. Mm. See, Dad, I told you I'd make a success of myself. Not as ridiculous as, for instance, Bloomberg's presidential run, which ended about 45 minutes ago, if you weren't listening. Yeah, credit to him for, the, for being a grown-up, though, and like a guy who analyzes things and didn't let his ego take over. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, why well, is Elizabeth use- Warren not out yesterday? Right. The useless talking heads of various channels this morning were saying, even this morning, Bloomberg's ego won't let him get out. Nah. Yeah, no. that's funny. I, I suppose you got to say something to fill the air, but uh, I, I didn't read him that way. He seems like an analytical guy. It would just be numbers yeah. don't show I can win. Okay, I'm out then. Why would I continue to go if I can't win? Right. Yeah. Although I, I have to admit, I admire somebody who could put aside their ego in that way. Although it's not like the signs were subtle. I mean, it was a gigantic national humiliation. <laughs> that it wouldn't. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the elephant in the room. It was the elephant on your chest. Yeah, I saw, it was impossible to ignore. I saw Jonah Goldberg uh, tweeted last night. He said, "What if Bloomberg had spent point zero one of his five hundred million dollars, which I don't know what that adds up to a lot. I'm sure on uh, debate coaching and strategy, you know, yeah. that sort of thing might have been the whole difference." Because he was, that was just awful. He yeah. killed his own campaign in like ten minutes on that debate stage. Well, as a as a person who have taught, as who has taught and coached and mentored, I, I will tell you, some people just are not receptive to coaching. How about seventy something billionaires? That would be at the top of the list, <laughs> right? Yes, I'm sure they coached him up the best they could. And he said, "Yeah, I'll be fine. Don't worry. I know how to debate." How many nah. billion do you have again? Right. Nah. 